0: And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit.
1: Hello, everybody. We are live on our Friday weekly sales wrap and the Elevating IT Podcast. Welcome to my co-host, Frank Benedetto. Frank, what's up? What's up, Mike. And Brian, we have a guest this right. week. So we have Brian Benton from Accelero MSP in Arkansas, right? Yes, sir. You got it. Thank you for being here today, Brian. We're thrilled to have you and um, looking forward to talking to you about what you're doing and might I say that your company name is really cool? Accelero. It's like a superhero like a superhero or a villain name. It's it's really like a comic book kind of cool. I like it. Thank you. We have to stop Accelero. <laughs> <laughs> so what's new, everybody? Frank, what's going on this week? What can you tell me about Two River Tech? Have you been out there selling stuff and doing some crazy things or what?
2: Yeah, the, week, the week's the week been flying by. I don't know about for you guys, but uh, kind of zipping by another Friday. Um yeah, good, good stuff at Two River. We, uh, we actually did a presentation for a 100-person uh, nonprofit.
1: Uh, That's awesome.
2: That good. Yeah, we did, we did the audit. Uh, they loved it. Uh, originally, it looked like it was going to be a co-managed IT opportunity, which is always nice. And then we found out that the guy who would have made it co-managed on the inside was actually going out of FMLA for a good reason his wife had a baby so he's going to be gone for like three months and, and PS he left the next day after we did the presentation it was already timed so now their need is much urgent so we'll see hopefully uh, I think we will uh, we have a good chance of getting that they had reached out to one of our other clients already for a reference uh, without even asking which is kind of cool so I'll keep you posted but yeah I like to get I like those right one one hundred is better than uh, than five twenties or ten tens right so uh,
1: yeah yeah, um, that's great. And during a pan, you know, during as the continued pandemic, I mean, I know we're opening up and things are starting to open up, but there's also COVID numbers going up. So it's, you know, it's crazy out there and and businesses are, are having trouble. And, you know, you hear stories about businesses that aren't getting any business. And it's nice to hear that you're busy yeah. and you're getting business. And Brian, and that all is, the things in yours. I
2: was going to say too, real quick, that is the story we're hearing is that like right now, people are basically telling us that whatever IT that they had just hasn't really worked well for the next 6 7 months during covid mm-hmm. so it's given a, a lot of businesses an opportunity to really reevaluate their IT which is we had talked about at the beginning of this that we thought there would be a, a big groundswell opportunity coming for MSPs because yep you know, some, uh, some MSPs clients are just not being well-served. So it's an opportunity for other MSPs to step in. So I don't know if you find that too, Brian, you're not in your head. So I think maybe you're probably hearing the same thing, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, you're spot on. And that's, I mean, really this time of the year is, this is a selling season. I mean, I mean, there's always selling season, but uh, this is right for the harvest and cause they're making decisions now and then planning for January one. And actually had a, uh, Call with a prospect this morning. It's a credit union, and I used the fact-finding sheet. Um, We had a over-the-phone call, discovery call, and uh, which is going to lead to meeting on-site. Which we'll take the, well, uh, fact-finding sheet with us, and we'll make our notes, and then we'll come back and we'll use that to present uh, a proposal. Um, So we're we're excited about that, and then we have some other opportunities. And I mean, this time is now to. continue to market and, uh, and sell your solution. Here's
2: here's what I didn't like about last year. I'll tell you, same time last year, 2019. So 2019 was a a really good year for us. And I know for a lot of MSPs, I think just the economy in general was, was, was doing pretty well, but here's what I didn't like about the end of last year is we got, we had to, but we got too caught up in this Windows seven upgrade thing, right? which led to a bunch of Windows 10 replacements but I've never been a big hardware shop right I mean we sell it because we have to but you know we are always going after the MRR like I'd rather not take my eye off of that MRR ball and go sell a bunch of computers but we had to because you know people waited to you know the end of the year and then we're scrambling around this year what I like is I don't have that that obstacle, you know, make a couple dollars, so you know, step over dollars, pick up nickels here. Uh so I agree with you. The end of the year is always that selling opportunity. But this is like the goods like this is the good stuff now, right? Like, you know, we're hunting for good, for good prey, not the not the little, you know, emaciated uh, you know, rabbits out there. This is some, you know, some good elk or something. <laughs> not that I've ever shot an elk or a rabbit, but you know, it sounded sounded
1: good, good elk. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. So I'd like to let Frank do a lot of the driving on these conversations with, with our fellow MSPs um, because you, you guys speak the same language, but and and I'll pass this back and forth. Frank, you can feel free to to interject, ask questions. But I, I want to ask you guys both a few questions because you're both MSPs. You're both audit users, obviously. Frank, you're the founder of Audit, but you're also a user. You talked about your fact-finding, Brian. Um, tell me about the process of fact-finding, how you, how you do it. Um, and, and the reason I'm asking is, you, you, first of all, you mentioned something important, that you, you're, you did some stuff over the phone. You did some preliminary work, and then you're going to do some on-site work. You're taking you for the printed fact-finder that we have in audit with you. Um, and, and one of the things I answer a lot when I talk to audit users is, how do I do my fact-finding? And you know, do I scan data? Do I take tools? Do I, um, how do I pull data? How do I pull all that information in? So I want to kind of pull the curtain back with you guys on what you're doing, and to the user, to the to folks watching this. By the way, please, you can ask questions too. Just comment, put put them in the comments, and uh, we can ask qu- answer questions live here. So, whichever one of you guys wants to go first on fact finding,
0: Ryan, go ahead. How about you? yeah so uh i mean really we just use the fact finding document that we create the uh the baseline audit and then we print it out use it up. i use it on my iPad, so i just mark it up as it's having the call to kind of i think i think actually frank you recommend that book the gap i believe and Yeah. So i'm trying to uh discover you know how they're using technology in their business i'm trying to uncover: do they have any pain um so, I'm, I'm trying to cover, I'm trying to find out if I can get pricing what they're paying now. It's kind of hard to do, but I'm trying to figure out where they are now and then what's their future state, where they want to go, what's their vision. And then I can put together a proposal and audit format that shows them hey, if you want to get to green, we're the guys. We're the, and here's the price. And here's all the, the terms. So that's that's kind of how we operate. want to keep it as simple as possible. but Also, we use it. It helps us when we go in um, and, uh, you know, there's different scanning tools out there that you can use. But this the way the fact finding is laid out is you start kind of with the business. It's a business conversation. Then you get into the technical and you learn about the environment. Because for me, not every client is going to be a good fit for us. They might not be in our vertical, or they might there, there might be some things that might just not fit with with Accelero. And I don't want to get into a relationship and realize six months in, what the heck did I get into? You know, so this helps us with that as well. Qualify them because uh, we're trying to build a long term relationship with this client. So we want them to fill us out. We want to fill this out and kind of know where they're at now and where we're going to take them.
1: Cool. Yeah.
2: Great answer. You know, so here's the thing. You've heard me say this before, um, and, and this is very much part of gap selling, is that I believe the sale is made during that discovery session, right? And what I believe is that technology doesn't change how the sale is being made, right? I think that a sale is, it, this is, you know, person to person, right? You're you've got whether it's you Brian or if you have a sales guy or a sales team you are pitching to another person on the other side right technology isn't going to change that sale itself what what audit does for us a uh, couple things number 1 from a tech standpoint it took what used to take me 4 to 8 hours down to under an hour to prepare Right. So, but that doesn't change the sales side of it. Right. When we go in there and I have to eventually try to get somebody to say yes, right. And sign our agreement, they don't care how much time it took us. Right. So for the fact finding piece of it, for me, it's exactly what you said. It's all about building that relationship and trying to get to that why and really trying to uncover the problem. So I know how I could make the sale. So when we show them like, Hey, here's your gap, and this is what I'm going to do to address the problems that we collectively had identified. So, you know, as a whole here, you know, the second thing that audit does for us is it makes it simple to stay focused on their problems and how you're solving them and not squirreling off into the weeds. You know, like you, we, we have to use some, some data collection tools, whether you're using something like buying or rapid fire tools, you know, that's necessary to get some of that tech information. But more tech doesn't mean better sale in my mind, right? It, it helps you as an MSP with your process. But at the end of the day, the audit report that we're presenting is it's in my mind what makes it really easy for them to say yes to you because it does show them, hey, here's your current state. Here's what you could have as your future state, gets them emotionally invested. And then that gap is the value of your proposal that you, know, you, you pull out. So uh, I love the discovery part of it it's like my favorite part is is just to build that relationship and i feel like if i was you know just looking at the tech side of it i would be completely robbing myself and that prospect of of the experience of trying to figure out if we're a good fit and uh you know and setting the the tone for hopefully a relationship going on in the future
1: yeah i think um you know success leaves clues right i love that saying because it's really true is that when you want to figure out how to do something and you're having trouble doing something go find people who are doing it well and getting results from it and just emulate what they're doing. And the way you do fact-finding and the way I, as I talk to MSPs around the world, the ones who are dedicated to good fact-finding, asking questions, doing a lot of listening, staying away from the tech a little bit more than, than you might want to, might think you have to, they're building relationships and they're getting more sales. They're having a lot of success. So that's great. Um, Brian, tell Talk about how you you're you're an audit user. How are you using audit using sales, sales presentations, prospecting, business reviews, all of the above,
0: all the above, all the above. And and so with the just mentioned the prospecting side of the fact finder really helps us um, covering the why they would want to change. And then the business review shows them, shows our current clients where they're at. And we use it. uh, We've got the customization package. So I'm going to plug that because it's cool. So we have a block for our clients, projects and apps. And in that block, we kind of show the status of projects um, and it makes it really easy for them to understand. And then we have infrastructure. We have cybersecurity and operations so they can kind of see infrastructure. Is there computer play replace servers hardware. this stuff? They're not surprised that they know, hey, you know, we can use it, you know, green, yellow, red keeps it really simple. and They really, really like that uh, and and appreciative of that. So it's, it's helped us communicate that. And you know, one thing too, I think, yeah, I probably agree is that we're in a world where we're saturated with information. It's all around us. It's in us and the business are doing the same thing. So if we can make it less and make it easier for them to understand and see it in red, green, yellow, I think it'll, it'll help you close more deals.
2: What did you uh, use it for first? Was it on a uh, prospect? Did you win a deal there or did you use it on a client and upsell or cross sell some stuff?
0: A uh, prospect or not a, or a client. I use it on a client right. first. Cool. Actually, a couple of them to kind of get the process down.
2: Yeah. And that's what we recommend too, because you know, sometimes people are a little nervous to try it on a prospect, right? If you don't get the prospect, you, you feel like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have used Audit. I, I should have done what I used to do, whatever. So we always think that it's cool to to, to use it on a client. You're unlikely to get fired by your client, right? Cause you came <laughs> in with a simplified report. And what we find is that like, we get comments, people will say, wow, well, I have like the most stubborn client. They never buy anything from me. And I showed them this report and I sold A, B and C. And then what's funny is, is like sometimes the vendors who, who hear our feedback, they'll reach out to us and say, that oh, was pretty cool. Like, you know, LionGuard or whoever might say, hey, so one of our clients just told us how they sold more of our stuff because of you. I mean, you know, it's kind of cool to see the, the full life cycle there. But uh, yeah, we do recommend getting started with business reviews because everybody's got clients, right? And you should be doing reviews with them. Not everybody has a prospect, like right at that moment to, to run an audit on. But once you get your feet under you uh, and get a little confidence, um, it's pretty easy to, to to switch and use this as the presentation uh, to uh, to a prospect so, pretty cool
1: yeah i'll ask uh, both of you guys what are you doing to generate new business to to, to fill the pipeline today and what's working for you
0: uh, you know that our main focus is we're robin robbins uh, member accelerator clubs so that we've follow her system and direct response, reach up to decision makers. We use joint venture partners. Uh, those are some of our methods. Of course, word of mouth is always there, but you you can't really scale a business on word of mouth. You have to go out there and uh, have some direct response mark especially what we do. We're focused on specific verticals, specific people, CFOs, CEOs, practice managers. And we need to get to those people and get in front of them because they're going to make the decisions.
1: Yeah. And are you following up with like, like, do you, do you send stuff out and wait for response? Do you follow up in different ways? Like, are you supporting that with email, with phone call, social?
0: Yeah. So we use a combination, direct mail, phone calls, emails. We don't, we don't like to spam people if they haven't opted in. Um, and then try to reach out to LinkedIn. So we use a multiple array of uh, ways to uh, get an appointment.
1: Gotcha. And do you, with when you do phone calls, like what's your, can you share a little bit about what, you know, what you do? Do you, do you, what do you say? What do you, what's your, a lot of people don't like phone calling. So, you know, I want to kind of give a little advice here or a little feedback to make them see that it's maybe not so bad.
0: Well, just going knowing just that you're going to expect rejection. I mean, don't go in there and think, you know, you're going to get, I mean, it's, it's, it's a numbers game, right? So you have to be willing to get rejected and continue it um, until you get, start getting an appointment. So we, we do it just, we're trying to get the discovery call. We're trying to get in there so we can get 10, 15 minutes of their time, talk to them. They can kind of talk to us, ask us questions, see who we are, kind of fill each other out really, and then try and get to, you know, if there's any kind of opportunities, uh, any pain that they're having with their current state. And then we try and get an on site visit. That's, that's, that's our whole strategy.
1: Gotcha. And have you used the uh, rapid assessment for that? The ten-minute call. Have you done any of that marketing?
0: Uh, yeah, we're trying. this what we're doing actually now, and uh, we've we've done that. So we just launched that probably a few weeks ago, and we did a direct a three-step direct campaign. And so I still got follow-up calls to make.
1: <laughs> cool. I want to hear from you. Like like, make sure to follow up, uh, and maybe we'll have you back on again because I'd love to hear your results. I'm excited about that. I tell you, know, I think it's like one of the coolest to, you know, the, we've, we've done a lot of cool things with audit. And, and I was excited about that when we implemented that at the beginning. I, re- I don't even remember when we did that in July, maybe Frank, it's, it's relatively new campaign, but.
0: It, and I like the template that y'all put together. Cause you're really focused on what's most critical now with all the COVID thing. It really speaks to <laughs> what is most critical for the for their business. And it's simple. It's uh, less is more. So you're getting to what's, really important. And I think that's something that people would be willing to give you 10 minutes on. Yeah.
1: yeah. And just for backup, I don't mean to interrupt you, Frank, just so people listening understand what we're talking about. There is a, a category inside of audit called the, the rapid assessment. And it, and Robin Robbins created the 10 minute call marketing. And, and it just kind of fits like a glove uh, with the rapid assessment. You get on a Zoom call or, or you know face to face and you ask them the questions you are going to ask them nine questions and basically you're going to pick whether whatever their answer is, it's going to be red, yellow, or green. And when you're done asking them those nine questions, you print the report, you generate a PowerPoint and you literally turn on the screen and present them with something compelling right there to close them on coming in and doing a technical assessment. So and I think you were going to say something, Frank, I stepped on you.
2: Yeah, no, I was going to agree. I think that that was, um, you know, Robin's, uh, marketing, I'll call it a pivot was was really brilliant because you know there are a lot of people that have a need, but they don't necessarily want to have a big meeting about it right now or they may not be in the office. So I think that 10 minute call is good. And those questions are, you know, they fall into that 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 thought provoking area, right? So you're not wearing them down on stuff that they're never going to know. Like how many of your administrative accounts have not had the password change in 90 days? So like, like, you know, they don't really care right at that moment, but, but what's for like front and, um, and, and foremost in their mind is like ability to work seamlessly remotely. They're worried about security with remote computers. Uh, business owners are worried about um, the employee productivity angle. So you're you're bringing all that stuff up, and I think by doing that, you're you're doing some education marketing as well, right? So you're, you're you're setting yourself up as an expert in the areas that they in the back of their mind have worried about, and what you're helping them do again, gap selling, is you're help solidifying their current state for them, right? Because their head's like spaghetti; they're worried about a lot of stuff. And you're, you're saying, okay, Hey, let me, let me organize your, your thoughts real quick and let me show you what it looks like on the screen. so you're, to your point, Mike, being able to show them right away, um, encourages them to take that next step, which is typically, you know, maybe a, a, a longer conversation. And I mean, we've done some of the, the, uh, the audits totally virtual now where, you know, prospect, we've closed a couple of those deals where I've, you know, initially have never even been to their office. And so it just goes to show you, you don't have to scan for all that stuff. And one of the things that, uh, one prospect asked me, they said, like, when, like, how, how would we do that expanded, uh, that expanded audit? And I said, well, when you become our client, we're going to install a whole bunch of software, stuff that you would never allow me to install now, unless we were already working together. And then I said I could answer tons of questions for you, right? We can do like a thousand point audit at that point if that's what you really want to know, and you know. And they were like, "Oh, that's great!" So we, they were appreciative of the fact that hey, this has been brief. We touched on things that are topical and important that they're thinking about, but I also let them know, hey, you know, it's simple. You want to you want the rest of your answers? Is just simply sign our you know, three year agreement, and we'll be happy to. Uh, to get more forensic and, and a deep dive, and I think that's what a lot of MSPs miss. They're so excited to do the forensics up front that they forget there's a sale to be made here, right? And that's the tech. And I'm not sure, Brian, if you're if you're techy, I am. I have an mechanical engineering degree. We we get ourselves so excited right, to play with the new shiny, you know, toy. You know, and I can't wait to 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 play with the tech, and uh, we get completely lost in the fact that there's a sale to be made. And, uh, and you don't get the client and then you don't get to play with the tech, right? You got to find somebody else to do that on. Um, so we try to keep you focused. Um, the process I think works really well, Robin, uh, you know, hit the cover off the ball in terms of that style of, uh, or entry way into it. And, um, you know, we're, we, we are doing the same kind of thing. Also, I think, you know, everything you do typically drives the traffic to your website. So making sure that your website tells the same story and also has a clear call to action. Like for us, it's to schedule an assessment. You know, I don't want them to have 18 calls of action, you know, call us, download any one of these 22 reports, um, you know, get lost in, in all the other stuff. I, I want to keep reminding them, schedule an assessment, schedule an assessment, <laughs> schedule an assessment. If you're still wavering, download this report that tells you why you should schedule the assessment. And then, you know, then once they schedule it, you know, we can we can kind of take it from there.
0: That's good. I mean, when you have pain and you go to the doctor, what do they do? They assess you. Yeah. 100 percent.
1: Exactly. And Brian, are you technical as well? Your title is is chief technology accelerator. So I, I figure you are a technical person? You're the owner of the company as well. Yeah. I right?
0: mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to work less in tech. I mean, I, I'm, I've am i got, there's five of us total. So uh, we're working towards that where I can be focused on the selling and uh, of the business. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd.
1: Um, well, let me ask both of you guys, um, how did you make because there really is to be an audit user, you really have to make a little bit of a paradigm shift. And and I talk to MSPs who who come on all the time to audit, and the ones who get it immediately and love audit are sales centric focused. They have a, and salespeople fall in love with us. Um, you you have to make that that shift to be more sales centric. Sometimes I, I think. How did you, you know, were, what were you like before? Were, were you when when you were selling? How did you evolve yourself to be more sales focused? Well, I think uh, sorry, doing
0: sales didn't realize it because I came from corporate background and, and and I did a nonprofit before that. So I had to sell upgrades. I had to sell new solutions. I didn't realize I was a salesperson. And so probably the shift came about two years ago. Um, I I, mean, I knew you get to grow revenue, but just I got into Robin's program and then I started investing more into it. I knew you need sales, but I didn't really I didn't really get it. Like, okay, you gotta really invest. Okay, you've got to learn this, you gotta market, and you can't go out there and just think you're outserve people and have the great processes and build the great team and care for the team and build them up, man. It you have to uh, you have to sell, you have to market. And um, so I've learned that that's kind of helped me. That's been where the shift is, is just getting it that you have to do this if you want to grow your business.
2: Yeah. So Mike, I don't know if I ever told you this. I think you've heard almost all my stories, but this is probably a new one. So cool. it's gotta be 10 years ago. I'm at a uh, Robin Robbins camp, and I had just changed over to, uh, to start using Kaseya for my RMM, And uh, there was a, sales guy there, Alex Brandt, really nice guy. I don't think he's there any longer. So Alex um, introduces me to uh, another MSP from Vancouver. For some reason, he just thought we would hit it off, and we went out to lunch. And um, that that MSP, was, he was he was one owner, and then apparently there was another partner. So there were there were two guys, and um, I was I've always enjoyed the opportunity to get around other companies businesses typically msps that are bigger and smarter than me because then i could learn i could figure out like you said success leaves clues right mike so why 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 try to figure it out on my own when i can just ask somebody else who's already achieved success and i remember they at the time i was probably doing like thirty thousand of mrr maybe somewhere in that range these guys were at two hundred thousand. and to me it seemed like an impossible number to ever achieve now we're now we're over that But um, the one thing he told me they did was owner-led sales. And I said, well, explain that to me. He said, look, we don't have a sales team. The owners go out and sell because what they had found, and, you know, again, there's a bunch of different schools of thought. What they found was that the businesses that they were pitching to, they were other business owners. They found that they had a connection as business owner to business owner, right? Because they felt like, hey, we're dealing with the owner of this business, not some sales guy who's driven off of commission and it always stuck in my mind. And at the time I I had to sell, right? Because you got to eat, but it was probably shortly thereafter that I made that paradigm shift. And I said, you know, this isn't about me scratching the itch to play with new tech and trying to find people to buy it from me. This is about selling. And I started to realize the good that I was doing because when I was selling, I'm helping one business at a time be safer, be more successful, be more efficient. I started look at, thinking of it about that way. So um, that was the big change for me, I think. And and then uh, ultimately, you know, the reason why I created Audit was I wanted to make it easier for me to fulfill that mission, right? I didn't want to, to, to fight the, the tides against me. I didn't want to lose deals based on price or not be able to convey value because honestly, this this industry, I think, it's harder and harder to sell into every every day. I mean, I know um, some people say no, now is an easy time to sell because the opportunity is right, and and that may be. But there are like ten times as many things to sell today as there were ten years ago, right? I don't know if you find that, Brian. Like every day, there's a new vendor with a new thing, and so I mean, how many times can I keep going back to the same client? I can't sell every product that ever comes. Away, so I have to be strategic as their trusted advisor and say, listen, this is what you can get. And and I'm unlikely to sell the exact same stack as the next guy. So I have to make sure that I'm confident behind it and to get out of the uh, the technical weeds and just being judged on price, I found you got to, you got to focus on that value. So that audit report let, let me do that. And So it was really for those two reasons. One, it was the owner led sales mentality, like stop, stop thinking like attack and being caught up in that and start selling like a real salesperson would. And, uh, and so, you know, that, that's what's worked for me.
1: Awesome. Well, that's very cool. Uh, a couple things, uh, Frank, we're getting to, to about 30 minutes, 30 minute point. This is a great conversation. I don't want to stop it. If you have more questions, uh, but I want to promote a few things. And, and first of all, say hi to Tristan who said hi to us, Tristan. Thank you for, for coming on. And uh, also make sure to register for our upcoming webinar with the author of The Art of this, Art of Sales. Great book. And uh, looking forward to talking to him next week, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, October 29th. I believe that's next Thursday at 1 p.m. So make sure to go and register for that. That's in the comments section. And uh, Frank, I'll kind of leave it to you to wrap up. If you have another question or, or comment to make, or Brian.
2: You know, the last question I'd have for you, Brian, like the first time you used audit with, I guess it was with a client, what was the feedback? Like, was there an aha moment for you? Like, wow. And then like, just tell me about that. I always like to hear that, like that, like kind of like that, the first experience.
0: Oh, they were, I could tell they are grateful that I simplified it for them, that I made it easier for them to understand because I would go in there with these other methodologies and, you know, I'm not going to name who they are, but standards alignment, which is smart. You know, you got to do that internally, but you go in there, Hey, we're going to line all this, you know, and I'm showing them all these steps. You get into five minutes of that and they're like, so this kept them engaged. It's green for good. Yellow needs improvement. Red needs immediate attention. It may, and it keeps their attention because you can make it uh, a lot of information for them. You simplify it. Less is more.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I always love hearing that feedback. Yeah, you know, I, I do think I think the clients do appreciate it. You know, last thought, you know, Mike and I talk about this. A lot of uh, a lot of MSPs talk about how it's difficult to, to do business reviews or get the clients to agree to those and i think that many times it's the msp's call. right look at what you've done to your clients over the months or years where you've beat them over the head with this this tech stuff and put them to sleep um you know the fortunate thing is is if you do get them to, like just one more meeting with you and you use this process they they're typically uh pleasantly surprised and even though you're still selling, it doesn't feel like selling, right? Uh, To them, it feels like you're educating and allowing them to make a good buying decision, which I think changes that whole dynamic and it keeps them engaged and it makes it easier to book that next business review and and so on down the line. So appreciate your feedback and uh, thanks for being a a user of Audit. I
0: love it, I love it. Appreciate y'all.
1: Thank you. Cool. Well, uh, Tristan just asked if um, on the webinar he's registered and hope to get the replay if he can't go live. Yeah, that page actually will turn into a replay page once it's done. It'll it'll still be the same registration, but once you register after. So if you register after the date, it'll be registered for the replay. So uh, definitely we'll be recording that. And anybody who registers will get the recording. Hey, thanks, guys, for being on. And thanks everybody for watching and listening. And we'll see you next week.